0: back to the nba edition of the sunny and g podcast um where should we start off first do you want to get some raps nicks or do you want to start off with some of the one of the surprise teams in
1: the entire league right now i think like the raps nicks we could just go off that because that is probably one of the biggest kind of headlines right now of a trade there hasn't been too much other movement going on and <laughs> this, this is-, is a pretty big Trade, I think, for both sides since they thought, you know, I think Raptors thought OG was going to be a long-term asset. And then the Knicks, you know, with Barrett, they never said anything really bad about him. He was just a plug-and-play player that sat next to Brunson and uh, Randall. Randall, But, you know, this trade, these guys have been calling each other, talking, and then (laughs) boom, I don't know where this trade has happened now.
0: (laughs) I mean, to me, it's one of those trades where, it's kind of a win win for both teams. Nick, I mean, the you know, we'll start off on the Raptor side. The players they got back and Barrett quickly in the second rounder. I mean, it is a little underwhelming that they weren't able to get a first round pick out of it. To be honest, it seems like, you know, with all the draft rumors and trade rumors about yes. how many draft picks they declined for OG, all this other shit. The fact that they were only able to get a second rounder on top of everything, not even a conditional first in any capacity, is a little underwhelming. But, you know, we really did need a point guard. And quickly has got the potential to be that. I mean, if he can take the next step as a passer, I think he's got a good chance to be a point guard. He seems kind of more of the shooting guard role right now. But, you know, this is probably the first time in his career where he's going to be able to get those starter minutes. Without, uh, because I think Jalen Brunson's uh, been really taken on most of the minutes the last couple of years for his growth and things like that, too, right? And then Barrett, obviously, home, you know, the Canadian boy coming back to Toronto, et cetera, et cetera. But he's going to be the big X factor in this trade because his biggest issue right now is three point shooting. Yeah. And, you know, he was a career, I think 33, 34% three point shooter. If you want to, obviously they're building around Scotty Barnes at this point. Yeah. So can they add shooting around him? And it feels like you know in the NBA in general, you need shooting. Like look at a team like even the Lakers right now. They're one of the worst shooting teams in the league, even though they have two players at an All NBA level right now. Yeah. But they're, I think they're just 500. Without proper shooting and spacing, the team is not going to be able to take the next step. No. And I think quickly is a really good shooter yeah barrett's one of those guys he's still young i think he's 24 if he can develop into like 36 percent, 37 percent, just enough so teams have to respect him it's gonna make a huge huge impact of what we do without with uh around scotty here so yeah
1: what do you think and uh do you, do you like it do you don't like it i kind of like i didn't like it in the beginning obviously when i heard it that og is gonna be gone I saw Baird's name in there and see bairds you know, his last couple of seasons haven't been the greatest. But the first game for both teams, all these guys rocked it. Yeah. Like Toronto had Quickly out there. They had Baird out there. Both guys put up like 17 points each. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, you had OG play. I don't know if Precious played or not, but I saw OG was in there and he contributed like crazy, even though he fouled out that game, which I saw. But at least in the time before fouling out, which was like 30 minutes or something, he played... He did a really freaking good job. Like he got in there, got obviously the rebounding, got this, he's got this shooting. Like he, he's a guy you have to respect from kind of all over the court.
0: Well, there's the shooting is one thing you mentioned because he improved as a shooter yeah. throughout his career too. And now look at him now, right? So I have, I'm hoping that Barrett can become the same kind of, you know, development guy where he does improve his shooting to at least be competent. But obviously you're going to miss OG's defense. And that was one thing that I think that's really going to benefit the Knicks is that without Mitchell Robinson, you know, out there, uh, sorry, out for the season with an injury, with his ankle injury, they needed like another kind of biggish kind of guy in there. And obviously, they couldn't get, you know, a, uh, I mean, that's where Precious is going to come in too. He's going to give him some size depending on what he can do. But adding Precious and OG gives them a bit more size. It does. On the wings, especially. And the guys, you know, I feel as, you know, with OG, Randall. Brunson, you've got a solid three-man rotation depending on what they settle in as they're starting five by the end of the season. But they've got some wing depth now, which is one of their kind of the big issues was who's going to be able to guard the... Obviously, all the some of the big guys are in the, uh what do you call it, the uh, West now with like the KD and the LeBrons, but Joel Embiid, Giannis, right? Like even uh, Tatum, all these guys are uh, guys that OG could end up guarding. Yeah. Maybe not for the whole game. But there's gonna be stints, he's gonna be guarding those guys, right? And they yeah. didn't have a player that could just you know, they can defend. Obviously, seems like a Tibbs guy. You know, he's probably gonna be playing like forty-two minutes a game going yeah. forward for the rest of the season yeah. as well. But I mean, I at the end of the day, I felt like the Raptors, I wish they'd gotten more, but it wasn't a bad trade by any means. And from yeah. the Knicks side, it seems like, you know, they they paid a lot for a star role player because I think that's what OG is. Yeah, he's not a star of player. Yeah. And he's not just a role player. He's a star role player. And I think they're still... In my opinion, I think they're still... They got all their first-rounders still. You know, they only gave up was one draft pick in that trade. They've got all their first... If they want to go out and get a star, they've got the pieces. They could flip OG again. Randall's another guy, right? They could end up using. They've got all their first-round picks. They've all got decent contracts. So I think the Knicks are just... This is their... Next move, but they still have more moves. I think they're capable of making to get to where they want to be.
1: Yeah, I think you said it right on both sides there. I think the other one, uh, the other topic is obviously like OKC Thunder right now. Yeah. They're as legit as you know, everybody, even at the start of the season, people knew they were going to be good from how they finished off last season. And then we saw that they had like a hot start and everybody's like, okay, are they going to be able to keep up to this? Because we've seen teams like this. We've seen freaking, who is it? Uh, The Kings, a team like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're a hot team, but like, can they continue playing like that? Is Fox going to be like one of those kind of guys? Whereas this is like shy we've seen growing. And, you know, listening to a lot of NBA players that have kind of been around him, ex-NBA players that have kind kind of still hang out with him. All of them said good things about this guy, and he's shining right now. Like he is shining <laughs> like a
0: MVP right now, is what I'm. Yeah. I mean, I think Luca's probably my frontrunner right now mm-hmm. for MVP. But I think uh, Celtics, not Celtics, sorry, the Celtics who they beat the other day, and he yeah. hit the game, man. The Celtics, yeah, <laughs> and they, and it's not like you know they fluked out too. They're hitting the threes. The Williams brothers on fire. Shea's playing like an MVP. Holmgren's playing like a rookie of the year, man. He his impact on defense is exactly what the Thunder needed this year. No, they needed a big man that they could give him a shot on defense. And with all the other guys that are multi positional guys, you know, with Giddy in there with his six foot seven side, Shays like six five, um, Jalen Williams is like six seven himself. Yeah, and I I forgot who their other fifth starter is, um, but they've all got shooting. Like you know, Holmgren can shoot. He can play defense. He still needs, you know, I think he's still got, obviously, as a rookie, he's got more to his game. But with Shea being able to get the ball to him, Giddy being another playmaker, yeah. Holm can just go out there, play defense. And the fact that he's been so good defensively as a rookie, yeah. It's it, like that doesn't happen very often at all. Like the guys usually take at least a few years on the defensive side to kind of figure out how to play. This guy in day one yeah. is playing like a possible. I mean, you know, Defensive Player of the Year is a little bit high praise, but I don't know if there's anybody, there's not a, like, he's in the conversation. Yeah, If he's not, the, obviously, the leading guy, he's in the conversation, at least. De- definitely the Defensive Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> a 100%, he's getting that award right now, the way he's playing. Because, yeah, like, looking at him, you would think, you know, he's a skinnier guy, he doesn't have maybe the weight on him, but... I think that height obviously adds a lot too because there's a lot of hidden weight that you can't tell until you see him body up a guy. And you're like, holy fuck. Like, he's pressing this guy back and then when that guy takes a shot, this guy's length his length just comes into weird. play. It's so scary. Like, seeing a guy be able to come up to you that quickly while you're shooting. Like, you could be in midair taking shots. Like, Anthony Davis, when he was stopping guys in the three-point line, but you got a guy that's even younger now that's just, you know how you said, he's still a rookie, so it usually does take guys to, like, take a little bit of time to get used to the NBA of what kind of style they're going to be playing, who they're playing in matchups, because then you know yearly you're going to be playing these guys. Yep. But it's crazy how fast he's picking up all this stuff and picking it up around a team where you said a lot of length. Everybody on that team can almost shoot. You don't have anybody that's not a shooter, and all the guys can uh, drive, which is a scary thing when you got a combination of both sides. At this point, it's going to be like how good,
0: what's their limit? Hopefully, you know, ownership doesn't screw up Again, and decide, you know, we need to trade a guy because we can't afford him. Yeah. But as of right now, I mean, they don't, they're obviously the bench still needs a little bit of work. But, you know, whose bench in this league doesn't need a little bit of work right now. So, every, there's no team that's perfect. But overall, they've got, I think, what was it? I think the third, fourth best record in the league right now. Yeah. They're, they're in the conversation with the Celtics. Obviously, the Timberwolves are a little bit of a surprise, but they've started to cool off a little bit themselves. The Bucks. Which we really, the Bucs don't have anything to prove until the regular season anyways. And then the Sixers, the Nuggets, the Clippers, that's conversation that these guys are in with their records right now. Yeah. So the sky's the limit for these guys, man. I think they obviously need, I would like them to get like another wing. Like they would have been a great team for OG and
1: OB. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The way that he would have fit with that roster, the size, everything. It would have been awesome to see him on that team, but I don't think they really like they can kind of afford to do whatever they really want to. They don't need I think for them, they would probably benefit from getting a guy with a little bit more size and and uh muscle. Yeah. Like not some guy who can actually still play, not just the you know, guy who's gonna give you six fouls in a game, but another legitimate big man, just because in the playoffs, man, you need sometimes you need those matchups where you need a big bruiser type of player, someone who's still gonna be able to I'll be on the offense and things like that as well. But kind of like a big man, sixth man kind of type would be huge for them. And other than that, man, I think they got the point guard. They've got an MVP level player. Chad Holmgren can shoot on top of everything else. All their other players can shoot too. So obviously, and, you know, experience is another one too. That's another big one that they don't have a lot of. But, you know, you can, if you've got the talent, there's no, if you've got the talent, I think they have a good shot of winning it. Uh, to say they're going to win it all is like pretty high praise, but I, at the beginning, I don't bet a lot. Like I, you know, I I watch a lot of sports. I don't bet a lot, but I made two bets at the start of the season before actually, sorry, the season started. I bet on thunder to get over 51 and a half wins. So 52 wins, And I bet on them to come uh, top four in the Western conference. Yeah. So right now they're on pace for like 55 ish wins. And I think they're second right now in the conference. So that bet's looking pretty good right now. I got to check my ticket and check the odds on that. But yeah, it's like, fuck it. I heard it somewhere. I was like, you know what? Let's go. Let's take a shot on these guys. Yeah, no,
1: they've been rocking it. Like their whole December was almost going to be, you know, like purely just wins, but they (laughs) came 10 3 in December. And that was a lot of home wins too, right? So now they're going to go, they're going to be tested the biggest. test basically in their entire schedule of January because they're going to have a shitload load of road trips. They're going to yep. have three different road trips going on and there are going to be four games in one, four games in the other one and three games in the other one. So that's just fucking a lot of games that are going to be coming up on uh, these uh this road trip. So I think this is going to really test test this team on like yo how are you going to how well are you going to be able to do yep. on the road if you have to go on there and play out these games and obviously again how you're talking about the record, like you still have to stack your record properly to get into a good playoff seating. So I think these uh traveling games are gonna be big because you want to come back always back to your home city with like at least a fifty percent out of those <laughs> each one, each road trip you go on. If you got at fun, least. You go. yeah, yeah. You got like yeah, five games sure. you're playing on a road trip, you wanna or four, you want to come back with at least two wins there. Mm. So we'll see how January does for them. And I think that might if they can close out a lot of these road trip games their February, March are just going to be that much it's just e- easier rolling into April and the playoffs starting.
0: Well, and that that's a great point. Like with these guys, now you're going to, you know, now they have a target on the back. Yeah, but too, 100%. right? Like these guys are good teams. The teams aren't just going to be like, oh, it's the Oklahoma City Thunder who are a year or two away. No, these guys are yeah. legit. Yeah. They're going to come in. They're going to run. They're going to attack you on offense. They got length on defense. They're not going to make it easy on you. Unfortunately, you know, not a great game for them today because they ended up losing to the to the Hawks. Yeah. But, you know, they've played a lot of games recently. Now you said with the, uh, what do you call it, you know, they won five in a row up until prior to today's game, including the huge win we're talking about against um, Boston. Boston. But, you know, we'll find out a little bit more about this team. And it's also going to impact what they end up doing at the trade deadline too, right? If they have a really good... Roster. I mean, you're you know when you had go on road trips like this, you're gonna find out some flaws in your team, what your team does well, what your team doesn't do well. So, you know, you're only I don't think you're halfway at the season. You're by the time they're you know they're done February or January, yeah. they're probably gonna be at about forty-five games or so, just over half the season. Yeah. So we're gonna get a real good idea after this month of what kind of team the Oklahoma City team can be. Actually, yeah, literally. That I- came off really awkwardly, but. Yeah. They're so young, man. Like, I just don't know how good they can still be at this one because they've got rookies, they have guys in their second year, Shays in his fifth. Like, these guys can still improve, and they already look like one of the best teams in the entire league already. Yeah. They give me that
1: Sacramento vibes where. Well, Sacramento, the only thing was they didn't have. Uh, they were just winning a lot of games. It wasn't like, you know, there's one or two guys like a shy. She and they were uh, like group. Oklahoma City's just much younger than what, younger, right yeah. with what these guys are doing. So,
0: and the thing is, like even the Kings, they've like uh, Darren Fox. He's finally he's he was a thirty three percent uh, three three point shooter coming in this year. This year he's averaging shooting forty one percent from three on like, like ten man. attempts a game. <laughs> like this guy was an All NBA candidate last year. I think he was third NBA. Remember he won the most clutch uh, yeah. player of the year. And this year, he's taken that next step on top of that, too. Yeah. So, you know, that West, though, is going to be, like, Kings are going to be trouble. Yeah. I was looking at the some of the standings the other day and, like, where, we, where teams could potentially play each other. What do you think about these playoff matchups? So this is just the play-in, first of all. The play-in matchup would be the Dallas Mavericks versus the Phoenix Suns and the Houston Rockets versus the Los Angeles Lakers with Golden State just outside the Lakers just one game behind the Lakers right now. So that's your play and matchup. And then depending on what shakes out, you're going to have you know New Orleans Pelicans versus the Clippers, Denver Nuggets versus the Sacramento Kings, and let's say for shits and giggles we'll have you know the Oklahoma City versus uh Luka yeah. and we're going to have the Timberwolves versus Either the Suns, the Lakers, or the Warriors, like those are just your first round matchups, man. That's fucking sick. First we'll round, all of- like any of the I think the first round matchups for the West are going to be either just stacked. Uh- There's going to be some pissed off teams going <laughs> home in the first Boy, round, right? 100%. Like the there might Wolves, be some
1: crazy upsets. They area.
0: could be <laughs> bad. Like Wolves are. Wolves have a lot of pressure on them, considering what they give up. I think Oklahoma City's got the least amount of pressure on them. Yeah, but I, they're they're very talented. Nuggets already wanted. They're not there's no concern there. Clippers are all in. Yeah. Right? Pelicans are not all in, but like, can you figure out what you have in Zion? Like yeah. now he's I mean, you know, fingers crossed, it's only 35 games in, but if Zion, like, you know, we'll see what happens in 10, 15, 20 games, Zion's still gonna be healthy. But, yeah. you know, they've got even the Kings right now with Halliburton playing so well and them losing in the first round to Golden State last year. Yeah. They lose two, you know, the first round again, two years in a row. You start asking questions about them. Obviously, Luka, the Maverick, like Mavericks is huge for them. Suns are all in. Rockets paid a shit ton of money to get the- to themselves at this point. Lakers got all the pressure with AD and LeBron and their, well, obviously, LeBron in those last few years of his career, AD like staying healthy, but they're only 500. Yeah. And then you've got the possible end of the dynasty with the, the Warriors right now, man. Yeah. Right. So Honest there's really like, there's so much pressure on both sides or the East. It's a little bit easier. You know, your teams are at the top with the four teams right now. Yeah. And then you've got a bunch of upstart teams who may or probably aren't going to make any real noise, but it's still cool to see them playing well.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, ninth and 10th is a bit of a below 500 matchup, but it is what it is. You know, you
1: just kind of how you play at this point. That's how it is. It's, you know, if you're getting your ass whipped in the season, you're just hoping <laughs> that even with the shitty kind of under 500 record, you come into that 10th uh, spot and just sneak the hell in there. I, I mean, if
0: depending on which team you are, I think that's the worst possible spot to be in. Yeah. Because you're not high enough to get, like, those high draft picks, but you're not real a playoff contender either. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if I'm, like, that's why I was saying even for a team like the Raptors, this year, there's not like that high first round pick, and I know I think they might owe their first rounder to somebody as well. I think they might owe it or something. There's some like something yeah, funky going on with their first it's rounder. To the Spurs. I'm thinking it's to the Spurs too. I think it might be for the Pirtle trade. Yeah, it's um, to the Spurs. So, you know, they've got like if I'm them, I think it's within a certain amount of the standing stuff. But like obviously, the Chicago Bulls are gonna go for the shitty playoff spot because they can't really yeah. decide on themselves. They're probably going to convince themselves that, you know, Levine and all these guys are good guys to stay, but I think they need to tank more than anyone else out there, yeah. but I don't think the owner would actually do it. So, yeah. Um, anything else want to chat about for Ball? Otherwise, we'll move on to the uh, final topic for today, which is going to be a big one itself. Yeah, I think that's it for NBA. Um, one thing I was just going to note that I was looking at. So, you know how we're looking at the plus-minus? They're the top three teams in plus-minus in the league right now. Number one, uh, 76ers plus 10.2. Number two, Boston Celtics at 10. Number three, Oklahoma City Thunder. Third best plus-minus in the entire league as a team, man. Yeah, sky's the limit. Sky's the damn limit for that team, man. All right, guys. So that is uh, this week's edition of the NBA portion, story of the Sunny and G podcast. After uh, a quick we're going to come back to the NFL edition here.